Let's talk 2021. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, bestie. It's Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And if this is your first time listening to a besties chat, this is where me and you are just sitting down. I mean, you're probably running errands or cleaning, potentially cooking. If you're celebrating Christmas, wrapping or buying some last minute presents. But this is just, if we were just to sit down and casually talk about what it is like to be a business owner. So you don't need your notebook for this one. Like I said, it is super casual, but I wanted to kind of do a year in review because I absolutely love those episodes. Those are my favorites. I do want to give you full disclosure. I am recording this before the end of the year. So some of our revenue numbers might be a little bit off. That's why I'm going to be sharing percentages as opposed to actual number totals. So you can kind of see where is Kate making her money. We'll talk about where we spent our money as well. Things that went well. Uh, things that we're learning lessons and just what this year kind of turned into because it was 100% not what I had planned in 2020. So let's start off with how the year went as a whole. So my word of the year for 2021 was ascension on every level. It had kicked off where we had just gotten under contract for a house. I 100% manifested this house because it was technically under contract with somebody else. And I was like, nope, we're going to get it. We're going to get it mid-December, December 14th. They called and they're like, that other deal fell through. Do you want it? Yes, of course. So we moved back to, I call it my hometown adjacent because basically it's like two towns that are the same town, if you will. So we moved back here into a house that I love on a piece of property that I love in a neighborhood that I would have bought anything. It could have been sticks and I would have bought it to live in the neighborhood that we have now. I love it. And our revenue goals for the year, if you guys remember all the way back when we had some quarterly income reports, which didn't get that many download numbers, guys. That's why we just stopped doing them. Um, we did not hit the million dollar mark at all. However, what I did find really interesting is we did make more than last year, which is always very exciting, but I was minus two live launches. So as you're going to find out when we talk about numbers, the majority of our revenue does come from love your list, which is my signature course. And I only opened it up to the public in November that was it. And usually we'll do one in the springtime, a little pop-up one in the summer, like maybe like a little friends or family event. It's very casual. And then this launch that we had in November was honestly, it reminded me of a lot of the ones we usually have in the summer. It was like really casual. Y'all got like one week's notice. We just kind of told our affiliates that week before as well. I'd done a webinar that I'd done a couple times. I mean, I always tweak and change things. Um, it was the most laid back, webinar I have ever done, (laughs) pardon all the alarms. It is the most laid back thing that I have ever done. And we had a very high five figure launch with that. Um, and that's just cash in hands. I didn't actually technically check the sales. (laughs) So I very well could have actually been a six figure launch. Uh, as I'm thinking about it right now, so I probably should have done the numbers on that one. So the difference between cash in hand is how much money I actually got in my hand, deposited in my bank account, minus PayPal fees and Stripe fees, which we'll talk about those later on. So that was very, very high five figures. Sales, which is what a lot of people lead with, is 
payment plans. So if everyone who had purchased Love Your List had paid in full or does end up paying, which yes, we do charge a little bit of extra if you decide to use the payment plan, what would that have equaled? And you know, I'm actually going to pause the recording real quick so that way I can like let you know, like, was it six figures or not? So hold on a second. Okay. I'm back now that you guys <laughs> had to listen to the wedding music or anything. So as it turns out, cause I did want to actually go and look for you. If we had made two more sales of love your list, it would have been a six figure launch. And when we did our first hundred thousand dollar launch, this is sales, not cash in hand. So I'm still going to collect some of this money. We had like a six week launch runway. We had a whole bunch of freebies and things leading up to it. We had a whole affiliate portal. Like we went above and beyond. And with this one, we did not. <laughs> We're only to a sale short, which is really exciting stuff. I 100% have to say. So thus proving, do what you're good at, love what you want, and just go with it. So I did want to just sort of let you guys know, no, we did not hit our million dollars. But yes, I made more than last year, and I did two less live launches. We did also have our on-demand webinar, which went really, really well. Very excited for that. And we're definitely going to be focusing on that as well in the new year. And I'm sure that we'll have besties chats, like to let you guys know, like how that's going tweaks that we're making, all that sort of stuff. I really, and you guys have really responded a lot to this behind the scenes besties chats episode. So what we're still definitely going to have like what we call notebook style episodes on the show next year. And we're going to do more guest interviews as well. I do want to have more of these behind the scenes chats. And before you ask, Yes, we will still do a what to send your list. We might have something super special, probably not the first quarter, but maybe starting the second quarter to sort of come along with it. It is something that y'all have been asking for, honestly, since we started doing them, but I just haven't got around to it. So no spoilers. I'm not saying anything exactly might be happening or when, so don't like hunt me down or anything, but there's that. So like I said, our word of the year was ascension on every level, but what it turned out to, and it was especially after the second half of the year, it was more ease. What could I allow? How could I uncomplicate things? Because I have a tendency to be over strategic, to be in my head, you know, I'm sure you guys are the same way. And we'll definitely have podcast episodes about that in the future, about how to sort of get out of that mentality and really sort of show up in that leadership role as, you know, our guest Faith talked about, about not indulging in that sort of indecision and really we experimented and hustled a lot in the first half of the year and none of it paid off. <laughs> none of it paid off. So we made, I would say three big investments this year in particular, we invested in coaching with run like clockwork, which at the beginning, kind of like most programs and most coaching, like we sort of hit the ball running, but after we get set up, what they had talked about, like KPIs and stats, it became blaringly obvious that someone on our team not only was their quality of work awful, they couldn't take feedback. They never hit deadlines. Their work was just deteriorating. And I was essentially flushing money down the toilet, which was a theme for the first half of the year. Um, so we had to let them go and we never quite recovered what we had done with the money that we were compensating that particular contractor with. We had hired out two different agencies to sort of help us really grow our reach. And one of them, the results they got back from us, there's no other way to say this because I love the people that we worked with and they're really professional and hit their deliverables and I can't say anything bad about them. Their results were so negative. It was horrendous. I probably would have a better return on investment, um, throwing my high four figure investment into a dumpster and setting it on fire. Cause at least I would have been warm. So that investment was really bad. 
Um, we hired somebody else to do something else. Again, more that sort of audience and reach because my mission has always been to put money in the hands of good people. But really in 2022 and, you know, this last half of the year where I kind of felt more like myself or a more involved version of myself, it is eradicating this idea that nice people finish last. Like that is the sentiment. I am tired of that. If you guys have watched our free training, um, how do our emails so good? They like the screen, katedoster.com forward slash free training. You know, that's one of the things that I talk about as well. Like I cannot let other good people get taken advantage because the people who are considered nice are too afraid to show up, to show up as many times as required for people to be able to make a decision, to trust them, to know, to like them, to realize what they have, to be able to talk about their product in a way that is going to get people's attention because again, like we talked about in the free training, people are not logical. If they were, the smoking industry wouldn't be a thing. And so I'm just really excited to sort of step into that role. So that's how after we had fired that one teammate, which we won't go into that right now, we had strategically hired two different agencies to do two different types of audience growth method. And the second one started out pretty strong, but then when we were actually looking at our analytics because we made sure when we were hiring out because we had, had such a hard time with that other contractor and thanks to run like clockwork we made sure that it was very easily trackable like within a click to see how much we were actually earning back from our two hires and like i said that other hire was i have never seen anything go so negative in my entire life and the other one just we i don't probably maybe made half of the investment back. And I think that's honestly being generous is probably a third. Um, that other one that was a dumpster fire, we, I think it was like less than a hundred dollars. So it wasn't even like almost a percent of what we had invested. So it was very, very disheartening, which that was all sort of the, the first ish half of the year, um, a little bit into Q3 with one of those investments. And cause you know, we kept on waiting for things to turn around and waiting for things to turn around and they just didn't they just, oh, they just kept on getting worse. Again, none of the agencies were mad. They, again, super punctual, always polite, on top of their stuff. And again, you can't guarantee results anytime you make any type of investment. Just like I say, same thing with Love Your List. Like, I can't guarantee that you're going to see results. Just, just not going to be that bad. Let's just, let's put it that way. So, no, I will not tell you the companies. No, I will not tell you the strategies at all either. Because again, as companies, they're fantastic. The results that we got were horrendous. And I don't want to say that was a theme for the first half of the year, but we did a lot of experimenting, especially with the big three summit. As you guys have heard in that episode, I am still a huge proponent of other people's summits. I love talking to them. I love signing up and going to them. I think that they are great. They just do not work for me and the way that I have my business set up. We'll talk about that in a second as well. And we did too many experiments and it blew up in our face. It was a learning experience when I was tabulating out the numbers just in tripwire sales from people that had signed up for a free gift for the back to business bundle from us. One of them. So just the email marketing fairy tripwire discount for our bundles made more than both of our all access passes combined for the summit that we did. And, uh, like I said, we put a lot of work into that. I think that having it in the summertime was an awful job. I think that we had tech problems. I and mean, you guys have listened to the episode. I'm not going to reiterate it. We had tech problems at every single issue, um, promotion problems. I feel like we just weren't getting enough people to the page. And then when we did get enough people to the page, our 
the way that we had priced our two all access passes was just too high on the thank you pages, which left us no room in good conscience to be able to raise the price anymore. So I'm sure there's things that we could have done to triage it. We could have just said, screw it. We're going to do a price raise. Let's see if this can drum us up more sales. But we were just so burnt out because Abby and myself, because there was only the two of us, we were just go, 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 because things got turned in late and other stuff didn't get done and deadlines didn't get met. And it was just, it just wasn't for us. It was not for us. And the one thing that both Abby and I have said, and I have said repeatedly, if we did not have Summit in a box, I don't even know what we would do. And that is from Krista Miller. I'll put a link down below if you want to. I'm not here to scare you away from Summits. Most people have a lot better experience than we did. I think it's just because we love free bundles so much. And honestly, there's such much less work that even though I felt that we had given ourselves a big enough deadline, I think that pricing and time of the year is truly what did us in 100%. Because I had so much great audience feedback from the Big Three Summit. I loved interacting in the Facebook group, but we were just so burnt out and seeing so little back in terms of our cash. It was just... It was just not good. Not good for us. But that's okay. That is okay. Because meanwhile, I literally was just talking to someone from that has some in a box as well. And they made like a ridiculous amount of money. Like we're talking like six figures in like the crafting niche. Like it, it was banana pants. So it just didn't work for us. But it definitely works for a lot of other people. So that was really, like I said, that. So the first half of the year, we sort of took the beating. So our word of the year sort of changed from that ascension on every level to more so ease and what my word is for 2022, which is fun. What do we enjoy doing? What are we good at? We are still going to expand and try other things. Um, one of the other goals that I had had for 2021 that we did not do was consistently post our YouTube channel. So that's really a really big push for us in 2022. The exact reason why it didn't happen just straight up. It was a little bit about how I actually showed up on video, which we're going to talk about that in a second. And I love talking and I like to think that I'm a very charismatic person, but you know, I'm a human being and I'm allowed to be a human being and I'm allowed to be subconscious about the way I look. Cause like, I don't do my hair short of my braids when I go powerlifting and for makeup, I own, I think two lip glosses and I think of mascara. So like, I don't even know foundation. I don't own any of that sort of stuff. And I think like in my head, I thought that I had to be like super done up to look nice on camera. And then also there are certain people that I follow online who I know for a fact have huge, huge audiences. And then I go and I look at their YouTube channel and they're producing videos every single week and they're barely getting a couple hundred views. And again, after being so burnt out for investing so much time in those other two audience growth strategies that we did, investing so much time and money into our summit and not having any of those three things pan out, I just couldn't deal with another flop. Like I'm just being honest with you. And again, I realize I'm coming from this from a place of privilege because we still made more money than we did last year, even with all these flops. So it's just sort of something to think about. So we're ripping off the band-aid. I did invest in a YouTube course, but not from a marketer. I invested in a YouTube course from somebody who does YouTube and very rarely, like they don't have free YouTube content. Like the most that they do is like what I made on YouTube this month, but they are a YouTuber at heart. And so that's the program that I've invested in. Very excited um, to sort of dig in and to show you guys all what I've been working on. And that kind of brings us to more sort of pivots that we're gonna make in 2022. Again, with that mission of eradicating those nice people finish last 
I still love email lists. We're still going to talk about email lists and growth and copywriting and all that funness and definitely sales psychology because you guys know that I love it, both the money mindset part and the actual sales psychology part of it. But we are going to take a more general sort of business selling digital products aspect. Again, it's still still going to have the Kate flavor. It's still going to have the Kate accurism home slice. You're not getting rid of me that fast, but I want to let you know that that's what we're going to do. And we're going to be doing that on YouTube as well. I'm never going to take a YouTube video and repurpose it here on the podcast. And I'm never going to take a podcast to do on YouTube. Those are the worst things to do for both. Sometimes repurposing is not the answer. Just put it out there. I know some people like shock, like, ah, so I think that that's really sort of our big thing. So 2022, why not have it shoot for a million dollar a year? I mean, the worst that we can happen is we can make more money like we did this year. So because we are talking about monies, I'm recording this and it's like the very beginning of December. We're like less than a week and a half in. So I did do some numbers up until this point. You're going to hear me clicking so that way you can see it. Our biggest expenses were, and again, you're going to hear me click over here, contractors and commissions. So that does include the dumpster fire investment. Again, I love them so much, but their sales were just so bad. Um, that includes the real clockwork, which was um, our biggest or second biggest lump sum investment was the run like clockwork. Um, I think that we could have utilized it more. I mean, that program is fantastic. And they like, oh, they just want me to up my level on so many things about how I provide for my students in the future. So I have no ill feelings with that. We just, we lost our wheels and we burnt out. And from what I've actually heard about from other entrepreneurs, Q2 and Q3 was really hard for a lot of us. It was really, truly hard. And I think that that is because Honestly, in 2020, so many people were stuck at home that they had to hang out with us still. And for the summertime, especially here in the States, because that's where most of my friends do most of their business, nobody was around. And so everyone lost momentum. They lost engagement. They, you know, they weren't seeing the exponential growth that they had had in 2020. And so I think that it hit a lot of people sort of hard that a lot of us, we can going all out because we had the eyeballs, because we had the intention. And so it was just really interesting to see it was not just me. So biggest expenses were the contractors. So those were the two big agency investments that we had, the Runlay Clockwork, Laura Henley Abbey, the contractor that we got rid of. Um, we brought on a lead listie. So somebody sort of helped me in the Facebook group to help me plan out like activities and stuff. Again, a lead listie. I absolutely love her. Her name is Samantha. She was a student of the program and she did fantastic. And she was always in the Facebook group and helping anyways. So we put her on payroll. And we have a Rita as well. She, and again, this is a mindset thing for myself. That's, I guess, the background theme of this year, experimenting in mindset. Really personal identity was my big theme. It turned out for 2021. Uh, she is sort of our creative director. So she redid all of our sales pages. She's redone the graphics for Inbox Besties and all that sort of stuff. She's going to be moving more into sort of a general VA to sort of help because I had hired so poorly. <laughs> For that general contractor and those two agencies, like again, the agencies were great, but our results just were bad. That I needed, I couldn't hire anybody else. Like I just didn't have it in me. I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it again. So 2022, we'll be expanding the team a little bit more. Um, commissions. So our affiliates. It was actually substantially less than last year, but it was again. We didn't do two live launches that we did the year prior. So I think that that is why it was huge. Um, for a difference, our PayPal and Stripe fees. So I have my PayPal fees. Stripe is a weird because I use QuickBooks. So 
I have to do some math on there. But let me tell you, just with PayPal fees, we're looking over $5,000. So I can tell you that right now. But that is just the cost of doing business. And the other major expense that we had was taxes, as always, and some licensing. Licensing because we had switched over to business entities and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, we've got our normal stuff, our active campaign, our Podier, our Zapier, all that sort of stuff. So let's get into revenue. And then we're gonna kind of do some lessons learned and why I said I really do think this is about identity and what I got to do different this year. Cause I worked a lot less, not just because of that burnout feeling and the, the results of our experiment, so we say for the first half of the year, but just in general, just in general. So let me go ahead. I want to pull up cause I thought I had it, but I accidentally shut it. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the chart that I have made for us that actually breaks down all of the numbers. So I can tell you the percentages, like I said, up until this point. So the biggest moneymaker, which should come as no surprise to anybody, which was, hold on. And now Google sheets is not showing me my pie chart. Oh, which was 56% of our total revenue was a love your list. Now that also incorporates, this is cash in hand, everybody, not just sales. So cash in hand, which includes the auto webinars and the live launches that we did. And we did one JV launch, which I actually thought went pretty well. So I think that for some of our more power affiliates for some of our students, I definitely think that's something that we're going to be doing next year. So if you're a listy and you want us to just do a launch for your people, let us know. The next biggest slice of the pie, which again, I feel like no one should be too, con- too uh, like, what about, was about 17.8% is all versions of the email marketing fairy. So I really, when we sell the email marketing fairy, we've got like our general sales page. We do have some tripwire offers, spoiler alert. Um, and when we sell it after, like you sign up for something for the free bundle, that tracks a little different as well. And we tried paid promotions. That's what I talk about. We tried paid ads. Those did not work. We spent just about a thousand dollars and we made back $116. So that, uh, did not work too well in our favor. So there's that. Um, we didn't do Facebook ads or Insta ads or any of that sort of stuff. So there's that the next biggest chunk, which was the biggest increase over last year was affiliate income at 8.6%. We made a crap ton in affiliate income. And so we're definitely going to be looking at ways that we can sort of capitalize on that. I think that the YouTube channel is going to help with that. Um, you guys know, cause we had talked about my experience with, uh, working with Amanda Francis. So she was our biggest affiliate that we made money from. Again, this is just cash in hand at this point for actual sales and what will be paid out for her actual launch. Um, if we had incorporated all that, it would have been a bigger slice of the pie. The other one was Thrivecart. So we're going to be looking again to focus on those sorts of things. You know, we've got ConvertKit and Podia. And so it was really nice to sit down and look at the books, which I think everybody should look at their books to see which ones it is. So that way we can see, okay, let's look at this. If we were kind of half-assing it, what if we like went in full, full butted it? And then let's see, what's this last one that we have over here? The last one that we have over here, which was about 7%, which we had launched a, for a couple days in June, but really it's a Black Friday deal, was our self paced version of Love Your List. And that was about 7% 
of our income. And then the rest of the stuff is like, you know, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.6, there's a 0.7, that sort of a thing, you know, things like, you know, Trello magic, um, that was, let's say where did Trello magic fall into this bad boy. Like, that was a couple percentage points, like 2%, I think, of what we had made there. You know, we got our Black Friday SOS kit. I did take on one coaching client as well. So that's in there. Um, I am not planning on taking, yeah, that's like one-ish, one to two-ish percent. I'm not planning on taking any one-on-one coaching clients. She had to hunt me down a lot for the record. She had her most profitable year ever. And I believe she actually hit her stretch revenue goal in October. So... It was a little rough going at the beginning, but she came to me and things were rough. So when she left, I'm like, momentum going. And she just took it and ran with it. And I absolutely loved it. And she wanted to sign back up. But I'm like, I was so burnt out, not from her, because she was fantastic. I was just so burnt out from all the other things I was doing in my own business. I'm like, I'm not in the proper headspace to hold space for anybody right now. Don't think, like I said, I'm going to take one on one in 2022, though we've already had people beating down our door. I do think though, I'm going to talk with Faith. I really am interested in her sort of quarterly mastermindy, very small incubator thing. She calls it empire. We talked about it a couple episodes. So definitely that's not going to be a Q1 thing, but maybe like Q2, three, potentially even four. I think Q3, it would be really, really good because then people could really get their stuff together for the end of the year. So I will say the biggest surprise for me this year was focusing for once on myself and my health, letting myself have hobbies. I think naturally as a mom, we always put ourselves last. And then as a business owner, we put ourselves super last. And so for me, that meant my health. And really what this year taught me a lot was about personal identity and how you identify yourself and when you can change the way you perceive yourself as that kind of person, all of a sudden, everything comes a lot easier. And so I had a lot of mindset junk around focusing on my body and the way that it looked. I think that that always comes from always being in a heavier body and my friends, especially like in high school, were all gorgeous and like getting ignored by dudes and just all of that. Like to me my best asset has always been my brain and my body is just something that was carting it around. And so to realize that it wasn't vain to focus on my physical appearance, which I still actually don't focus on my physical appearance, but I realized that the best thing that I could do for my brain was to focus on make my body healthier and stronger because when we were burnt out and luckily none of us had gotten COVID or sick, it just made me realize that I am still the nucleus of this company, even though I've been trained to change my identity from the creator of the solo entrepreneur to the CEO of a company. It's not the business anymore. It's the company that I have to take care of myself, right? Like, and that's not vanity. That's a necessity. And so I personally love moving. I've always been somebody that's loved working out, but I have fallen so in love with powerlifting and lifting weights. If you guys follow me on Instagram, Kate underscore Dosser, you know, cause that's where I share all the stuff about it. It has been so nice to be able to move my body again and to see what it can do. And I think that it kind of reminds me of kind of that new energy that you have when you're starting a business. I know you're running around with a chicken, like your head cut off, but 
it's, ah, I cannot describe it. It has just made me so happy. And again, being someone who's heavier, I have found by sharing it on Instagram stories, again, it's not my main feed that I have gotten so many DMS from people that are feeling confident to be able to either go to the gym themselves or just move. I mean, you guys know when we had that fitness episode, I just wanted y'all to like bike or walk for five minutes. Like that, that's the only thing. Like, I'm not saying like work out four times a week, five times a week, cut out all your favorite foods, all that sort of stuff. I still eat things that I want. Yes. Have I lost weight? I have, but it's not, it's still not for me yet. Aesthetic. It is about performance because I tend to carry a lot of my weight in my stomach. It can make my back bar squats harder than it has to be. And so that's literally the only reason why I pay attention to what I eat. It's because I want to be able to pull huge numbers. Like I had said in that episode, I want to love myself strong and not hate myself skinny. And that has been one of the the biggest things and stepping away from the business and not working every single weekend and not working every single night till seven o'clock and, and all of that in the hostel. And that was really something after we had burnt out from that first half of the year, really, I really have tried to incorporate being able to, to realize that the business is strong and stable. Like I said, we made more this year than we did last year and with less live launches. Now I love live launches. So don't stress me out. But to me, it just proved to myself that it is safe for me to be a person and not just an entrepreneur, even though that's totally who I am first. And I love it. And I love creating, I love hanging out with you guys. So I have kept your ear off for way longer than we probably should have, but you guys know, I love talking to you. So next week, we're going to be airing some best of episodes. I think we're actually going to air two episodes, best solo episode. That's not what to send your list. Apparently y'all were very stumped in August. It happens. And we're going to do our most popular guest download. Now I will tell you, it was basically a three-way tie. One of which of them was Faith's interview, which I'm not shocked at all, but we just aired it a couple of weeks ago. So you can go back and listen to that one. The other two, there were like 20 downloads apart. So I'm just going to pick which one I think it will be most beneficial for you to help your goals. And we'll be back that first week of January with our first live episode. We are going to be starting a new series where we're also going to be interviewing entrepreneurs that earn money in ways that I do not typically talk about because there are so many different ways to make money. And I feel like y'all need to know about them. And I'll talk to you later. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.